definitely quite significant when it comes to four games. A $50 drop is very significant, actually. Welcome, everyone, to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slapstocks. I am your host, Nate, and today I'm here with Aaron, and we are going to be talking about three up, three down for the young baseball season. So what I mean by three up, three down, it's not necessarily that three of the players are going up in price and three are going down, but that three players have started out hot that maybe you weren't expecting, and three players have started out cold that you definitely were not expecting. So we're going to cover these guys. Um, We're going to give a special shout out to somebody who plays both ways and has been terrible at both. Uh, So let's get into it. We're going to start up with the three up because... Uh, They are the guys that are unexpected. And then we're going to go into three down because there's a little bit more conversation going on there. So, uh, Aaron, welcome to Dinging Corners, your favorite podcast Uh, and Sam's favorite podcast. I don't know about that. (laughs) Isn't that right? Um, Nobody can prove me wrong there. And so uh, let's get right into three up, three down here. And let's talk about number one is an angel. It's not Mike Trout. It's not Shohei Otani. It's not Justin Upton. It's not Anthony Rendon. You know, let's keep going. It's David Fletcher. David Fletcher, who was a stud last year, admittedly. Uh, not a ton of power, but a stud. Uh, this year, he has started off, and he is pursuing not 400, not Ted Williams levels. He's in pursuit of 500 average. And uh, so far, so good through four games. Will it happen? Probably not, but uh, I don't want to rule it out. We're four games in. He only has 56 left. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe he gets 500, but let's cover his stats and let's talk about him a little bit. So on the year, David Fletcher is hitting 556 with a 609 slugging and a 660, or 609 on base and a 667 slugging. He's currently walking 17.5% of the time, only striking out 13% of the time. I know it's only four games, and you should take all these stats with a grain of salt because it's only four games. But still impressive that he's walking that much and striking out that little. Uh, He's currently hitting the ball 31% of the time opposite field, which is really nice to see. Not strictly a pole hitter. He doesn't have the power to be a pole hitter, so he needs to slap the ball all over the field. But he's making contact at 50% 50 hard contact, which is really nice to see. Um, If you're going to be slapping the ball all over, you want to be hitting it hard, uh, getting it through those gaps. And 37.5% medium contact, but then a 62% and a half percent ground ball rate ground ball rate is kind of scary obviously they cannot shift him right Aaron they can't put him on a shift because he's spreading the ball all around but uh if he's not hitting the ball with his hard contact on the ground getting it through those holes quickly if it's medium or soft contact a lot of those hits are going to disappear uh but currently David Fletcher and who would have thought this well me because I have him on my fantasy team uh he leads the league in average on base percentage and hits um, brag. But yeah, a little from me for uh, the uh, the uh, picking him up. Also picked up Brandon Lowe, who's like seventh player in the fantasy. Of course, it's uh, you set your teams weekly, which is ridiculous, uh, but that's for another time. And uh, I have not played either of them yet, so I haven't got any <laughs> of their points, even though they're uh, like top 10 players in the league. Um, David Fletcher. Extremely nice player. He's only scored two runs because the guys behind him, shout out Mike Trout, shout out Shohei Otani, have really failed uh, offensively going forward uh, in the early going here um, from driving him in, even though he's on base 
60% of the time, 61% of the time. So, Aaron, do you got anything on David Fletcher's prices? Oh, yes. This is one of Nate's favorite cards is the Top Series 2 2019. I know that's one of your favorite products. The gold numbered out 2019 has went from $5, around 5 to $7 in June to now $20 buy it now was the most recent sale on eBay. So people are definitely going after David Fletcher cards. He has a 2015 first Bowman Chrome. I do not think he has an auto, but he does have a non-auto. So the top rookies from 2019 top series two are the ones to chase after. Now here's the thing. The pop reports on his cards are extremely small because like we see in baseball so many of these times, these guys will get really hot. No one was grading them. So anything that is PSA graded will be selling for ridiculous prices. Um, there wasn't even any really PSA top series two Fletcher cards I could find that have sold recently. So there's not really much to talk about there. But if someone happened to have some, now would be a great time to list them and sell them. I think Nate would definitely agree with that. Now would be the time. He just doesn't have the power to cap capture people's imaginations over the course of a full season. That being said, 60-game season, if there was ever a year for somebody to hit 400, it would be this year. Um, obviously, I don't think anybody will, but it wouldn't shock me if somebody like David Fletcher stayed hot for you know, two months came out hot and hit 400 for two months. And then you'd see his prices skyrocket just because he'd have that nugget to his name. But the likelihood of that happening, slim to none. If you're getting good prices right now, I would sell. Uh, number two on the list is Kyle Lewis. Kyle Lewis is a card market darling, so to speak, um, of the last four games. And last year when he came out and hit six home runs in like 18 games, something like that. Yeah, 18. Uh, he uh, he he was a kind of a darling last year. Then the off season happened. Nobody was really talking about him. You could have got his rookie cards for a dollar or less a piece um, before the season started. And this is, mind you, this is coming from somebody who's ripped a lot of top series one retail. Every time I go into Target, I got to grab a couple packs. You never walk out of Target without grabbing a couple packs. That's rule number one. Um, and I have, I was just counting, and it's like thirteen Kyle Lewis's. So I like me some Kyle Lewis, but that being said, we're going to get into his numbers and uh, it pains me, but I wouldn't be buying in. I know some people will be upset about that, but here we are. So it's currently he's hitting 421 with a 500 on base and a 737 slugging. He's walking 13 and a half percent of the time. He's striking out 41% of the time, which is nothing new. He struck out a ton last year. He just made hard contact. Uh, in between striking out. He's got two home runs, which is nice to see a 40% line drive weight rate, which is nice to see. Um, don't always be going for home runs in Seattle, huge ballpark. Uh, try to go gap to gap. And if you luck into a home run, you luck into a home run 50% hard contact rate, but a 30% soft contact rate, um, which we'll get into here briefly when we get all through the rest of the numbers swing and miss, uh, Swing and missing 16% of the time and swinging at pitches outside the zone 26% of the time. Uh, why those numbers are important is because the 30% soft contact rate, when he makes contact, which isn't all the time, he swings and misses 16% of the time, 30% of the time it's soft contact. So he's striking out a ton and he makes soft contact 30% of the time. That is a recipe for a disaster. Um, he's swinging at pitches outside the zone even if he makes hard contact on pitches like that, usually it's hard to drive that those balls. Um, so you don't really want to see 26% uh, outside the zone chase rate, right? 
So Kyle Lewis, while his baseline numbers look great, I would not expect a guy that's striking out 41% of the time and uh, swinging at pitches outside the zone that much to continue this rate. I don't think he, he could be pretty good. He still hits the ball quite hard, 50% hard contact rate, hit the ball hard last year. As long as he continues to make hard contact, hits the ball, he should be okay. But if that disappears, like Kesson here makes hard contact all the time and strikes out, Kyle Lewis could follow the same mold and have defensive uh, value in the outfield that Kesson doesn't really have at second. I'm just not willing to bet on it. So uh, what do you got for hard prices? Yeah, so now Nate's second favorite product, 2020 Top Series 1. That's like Nate said, Kyle Lewis is in. His base rookies, like Nate said, were around a dollar before going into the season. They were trending upwards of $5 after his first couple of games. I saw one lot, and for $15 per card, which seems ridiculous. I think that Nate will have to agree with that. $15 per Kyle Lewis base rookie seems absolutely ridiculous. Going on to his gold. No way. Yeah, going on to his gold top series one number dot 2020. Uh, if you watch Nate's baseball investing card videos, he talked about all the, all the different parallels for tops flagship products. The golds are always numbered of the year that they're produced in. That one was selling in early uh, early July for only $20. And now they're going for 55, probably more the next sale since the last one was a buy it now a couple days ago. But Kyle Lewis has definitely doubled in price or more. And then looking at his Bowman Chrome autos, the BGS 9.5 gem mint with a 10 autograph from 2016 Bowman draft, which was a loaded set. Keep in mind, Nate knows that 2016 Bowman draft with Bo Bichette, Forrest Whitley, Gavin Lux, Kyle Lewis, of course, Alex Kirilov, the list just keeps going. Those went from $80 preseason up to over $230 now for BGS 9.5. So that's 193% growth. Seems a bit ridiculous to be buying in at $230 for a BGS 9.5 Bowman Chrome Auto. Nate, do you agree with that? I would agree. If if he does, you know, you could have bought in last season before Juan Soto won the World Series for like $300 for Juan Soto. I'd much rather have Juan Soto on a much better team and a much better hitter than I would Kyle Lewis. At, at the time, but also keep at in the mind. time. You can't buy Kyle Lewis. You can <laughs> you cannot come close to buying Juan Soto. Bowman Chrome rookie for $300 now. But let's, let's also keep in mind the, the, the market growing. The market has exploded. Yeah, but it, the baseball market or Bowman Chromes, has that exploded? In overall, no. But I think right now what we're seeing is guys like Kyle Lewis. These got new guys that the new people in the market are seeing, they're starting to take on a little bit better too than the stars that have came in the past four years that people just you know aren't excited about at the time, which is why this is such a reactionary market right now. Looking at these three up that Nate's talking about, you know, guys like this caliber name doubling in a couple of games is very scary if you're buying in. However, let's keep in mind that these dudes have another great 10 games and they'll probably double again. So there's yeah. a lot of different routes that this can go. Um, really unknown for most of these guys, but Nate will definitely give us his best shot at, at projecting on them. I, I will say, you say guys like this, um, Kyle Lewis is a big name. He was drafted 12th overall, I think, 11th, 12th, somewhere around there, out of Mercer um, in the first round by the Mariners. He was projected to go much higher than that. He did not. He dropped because Mercer is a small school. So it is a big name. Kyle Lewis is a big name. And the only reason people haven't heard about him and the only reason he's making his major league debut or made his major league debut last year and is in his second year this year at the age of 25 is because he dealt with a bunch of injuries. 
years mm-hmm. and multiple years lost to injuries or else you would have been hearing about Kyle Lewis when he was 23, 22. Um, yeah. Now, now you're hearing about him when he's 25. So I saw some people comment online saying, Oh, 25 rookie old, year old rookie, not buying. This isn't exactly the same story as if a, you know, a 25 year old pitcher that labors through single a double a triple a for years and years and years and finally makes the show of course you don't invest in that guy but kyle lewis is the type of guy that dealt with injuries dealt with injuries and didn't even play in triple a and now he's playing in the major leagues so there is is more upside here than your regular uh you know your regular 25 year old rookie no, I, I agree. And the, my point of saying guys like this is obviously I'm very entwined in the basketball community on Instagram, looking at people who are in basketball first and then looking at baseball second. Those people probably had no idea about Kyle Lewis, what he was about. They drafted in the first round. As you know, obviously you know that. Obviously most of the Digging Corners listeners know that. But the people even driving this card up to now $230 might have had no idea. So let's keep yeah. in mind, you know, like people listening to your show maybe aren't even looking at Kyle Lewis as, as a guy. You know, obviously they're looking at him as like a, as a name that they knew and a guy that's now playing well, but not not the same lens as someone from the basketball market that's just like, holy cow, these numbers are amazing. You know, let me jump on him or whatever. Fair point. Fair point. I will say this about Kyle Lewis before we have to move on because we've taken too long on him, <laughs> is that if you're looking to invest in Kyle Lewis, I wouldn't go big and do Bowman Crow. I would go small, get a couple top series one or try find top series one retail because for some reason, every time I opened top series one, I pulled Kyle Lewis and Bubba Starling back to back. I uh, don't know why. Um, but buy, you know, set a budget of $25 and buy five Kyle Lewis cards. Maybe one gets graded, send it in and see what happens from there. But I wouldn't go over and above and beyond, you know, a small sum because he is still a huge risk. So I don't want to say, no, no, don't invest, because he is he is the type of guy that, you know, maybe he does hit four home runs in the next week, and all of a sudden people are like, oh, you idiot. You know, why did you tell me not to invest? His $5 card is now $35. Uh, that is very possible for a guy like Kyle Lewis um, if he gets hot. Just his baseline numbers scream a guy that's going to regress um, unless he continues to make hard contact in the limited amount of times he makes contact. Anyways. We've taken too long. We were supposed to leave this to 25 minutes, and we haven't even made it to the guy number three yet. So Ramon Laureano, we'll try to speed this up. Ramon Laureano is our third player we're talking about, outfielder for the A's. He hit 412 last year with a 500 on base and a 647 slugging. He wa- He's walked the last year, this year. Those are numbers this year. Uh, 13.6% walk rate, 9.1% K rate. He's hit a home run. He is currently, and this is ridiculous, 37% pull, 31% center field, 31% opposite field for hit direction. 25% soft contact, 37.5% medium contact, 37.5% hard contact. 31% line drive rate, 32% ground ball rate, 37% fly ball rate. So he's in the 30s for everything. You know, it's it's just it. Everything is just spread out for him. I do not know what to make of it. I know he was good last year, and he is good this year, but the fact that he's not necessarily pulling the ball to any field is really nice, or pulling the ball or just hitting it the opposite way. He's spreading it all around. Super nice. But soft contact, 25%, and not a ton of medium hard contact at both 37%. I don't really know what to make of. Um, the fact that he's not like line drives or fly balls one or the other, I don't really know what to make of. 
the ground ball rate is nice, 32%. So I guess I like that. I like that combined with his all fields approach. Um, I don't really know what to make of his hard, soft, medium, hard contact. His swing, swing, swinging strike rate is 7.3%, which is really nice. He's not caying a ton. You know, we just talked about, uh, uh, Kyle Lewis swinging strike rate of 16%. Ramon Laureano is less than half of that. Um, I don't really have much to say about Ramon Laureano. He's a nice player that the A's got from the Astros for basically three. And uh, I think he'll keep it up based on these numbers, but they're very awkward. As for his sports cards, uh, want to spread out what we're looking at here. Of course, we talk about the different investing videos and the different cards to target and which ones you should be buying. But in reality, a lot of cards in the marketplace can gain in value, even ones that we might not recommend just because we think the other ones are better and will gain more value over time. But Topps Chrome Base Rookie Auto is another great card you could buy of a player from pre-July or preseason uh, for Ramon Lariano. $20 was the price, and now it's all the way up to $40 on Buy It Now. So another double up there for Loriano on the Topps Chrome Base Rookie Auto. Uh, definitely other cards you can buy of him. There's, you know, he's got the flagship rookies. I did not find very good sales data on his gold rookies, which I think is a pretty good indicator of a player and how their values are going. They're scarce enough that they cost a little bit more. And there's also not a million sales data points to dig through. Um, so that's why I like to use the gold rookies as as a little benchmark for them, much like the Prism Silvers in, uh, or Prism Base PSA 10s in, in basketball. Okay. Um, so that is our three up. Um, David Fletcher, Kyle Lewis, Ramon Laureano, all very nice players, all two-way players, uh, defensive and offensive players, very different profiles. David Fletcher is more of a singles guy with an occasional uh, pop in there. Kyle Lewis is all power, nothing else. And Ramon Laureano is a nice little combination of both. Um, so, uh, you know, very interesting, very unexpected investment opportunities in the early going. Um, maybe not Ramon Laureano cause he was really good last year and he's just continued to be good, but the other two, very interesting. Now let's get on to the, up onto the three down, uh, which is the more interesting section for me. I would, I'd say Aaron, and this is because we are talking about by Fangraphs war. We're talking about the first eighth and the 11th worst players in all of baseball this year. Of course, four games, you know, not much to speak of, but there's only 56 games left. So four games is important when there's only 56 games to make up uh, the terrible starts they've had. And one number one really hurts. Really hurts my heart. Really hurts your heart. And that is Christian Yelich. He is uh. currently last place in Fangraph's war leaderboard at negative 0.4. There's a couple negative 0.3 guys and a bunch of negative 0.2, but Christian Yelich takes the cake for the worst player in baseball through four games at negative 0.4 war. He is hit, currently hitting 0.045 average with a 0.087 on base percentage and a 0.182 uh, slugging. I said the points to really emphasize how terrible <laughs> it was. Um, uh, I mean, a 0.045 batting average. Wasn't that one hit that was a home run? Wasn't that it? One, one home run. He has a 0, 0.00 baby because he has not hit a ball in play um, and made a, you know, gotten a hit on a ball in play yet. He is currently walking 4.3% of the time, striking out a solid 39% of the time. That is good for a negative 32 WRC plus. So 100 is league average. Zero is like you shouldn't even be playing baseball. Negative 32. So now bad. that is bad. So Dude, last he's year, turn it around. 
last year he was hit a hundred. He had a 174 WRC plus, which is 74% better than a league average hitter. Currently, he is 132% worse than a league average hitter. So, if you want to talk about league average, um, you could probably take like I don't know. Uh, Eric Thames, but make him like a, a right fielder or something. So Eric Thames is a good. Well, no, that's not true. Okay, never mind. Well, Eric Thames is first baseman is like probably like a one ten WRC plus, but because it's first base, that's merely probably average, because first base is a power hitting uh, position, and you should be hitting. Uh, so basically, he's like one hundred thirty two points worse than Eric Thames. If you you know if you get my drift. Yeah. Um. He has one hit, a home run. He's ground ball rate is 54%, which is alarming because last year was like 43%. Uh, his soft medium hard contacts is 15.4, 38.5 for medium hard contact, and 46.2% for hard contact. So that's nice to see. But his opposite field contact percentages, 7.7%, which is way, 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 way down from last year. <laughs> Christian Yelich is known for driving the ball to all fields. And he is currently hitting the ball to left field 7.7% of the time. That is terrible. Uh, his swinging strike rate is up to 13%. So this is, you want to find two reasons why he is not doing well. He's grounding out a ton. He, he is uh, making way less contact at pitches he's swinging at. And he is pulling the ball more, which is not good. Pulling the ball on the ground, recipe for disaster. Absolute recipe for disaster. Uh, it's just a bad combination. You you and I have watched the games. Well, I think you've watched the games, but you were gone for a while, so I don't know how many games you got to watch. But currently he is swinging at balls that he should be driving and fouling them off and balls that he should be fouling off, uh, you know, because good hitters foul balls off instead of uh, hitting them if they know they can't drive them, and he's just swinging and missing. Um, it's, uh, it has looked really bad. There's nothing about the game his game that has looked good currently, and the numbers – back that up uh what do his prices say hey you'd think that they'd have dropped a lot from the peak but they have not they've actually been at an all-time high well all-time meaning this 2020 um july 1 they were selling for 180 dollars july 28 yeah top, sorry top 2000 yep 2013 tops update psa 10 that's my fault $180 at the beginning of July. Now they're selling for $300. As of yesterday, this is not as of like four or five days ago. This is as of yesterday. Um, maybe they were around $325 before the season started. I did not look up to like July 24th right when it started. But all we have to know is that these things have barely moved in price down. And they're still $300. If he has a couple more games of this, I fully expect him to fall down to $250, $275, especially looking at what guys like Ronald Acuna have suffered in price. I will talk about him in a little bit, but uh, I don't really know what to make of it because I know that there's a ton of hype that came for Christian Yelich right around the beginning, beginning of the season. You saw the ESPN article that was saying he's better than Mike Trout. So that was stupid. I'm a Brewers so, fan. You're a Brewers fan. And yet I still think that was the stupidest thing I've ever read. I, I liked hyping it up because it's fun, but I agree with you. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know what to make of it. I'm sure these will see some regression in the next couple of days. And then unless he changes it. If he changes how he's playing and he plays up to what he can, uh, this is more than justified because if he play if he has a season to end it like he did last year right now, 
his prices will for sure go up because more eyes are on the market and more eyes will see what he's doing. But if he continues this, there will definitely be drops back down to 180 guaranteed because you cannot keep up performance like this and keep above $200. Yeah. Uh, now, there is no doubt in my mind that Christian Yelich will figure it out. Oh, yeah, same. Christian Yelich is uh, a top two hitter in all of baseball. Yeah, I agree. Him and Mike Trout, the two best hitters in baseball. Uh, Mike Trout's a better defender, and there's a number of guys that are better defenders but not as good offensively. Um, but Christian Yelich is amazing. He will figure this out. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, I think a lot of people, the price isn't going down because people are not panicking. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not panic selling. They're not putting a 250 buy it now up there. Um, and the cards that are going up on auction, people are still buying at the top rates because they still believe in Christian Yelich. I still believe in Christian Yelich. You still believe in Christian Yelich. The Brewers still believe in Christian Yelich, and Christian Yelich still believes in Christian Yelich, I would assume. Um, yeah. So no doubt there in my mind that he'll figure it out. I it's mean, just we're talking about five games. Anyway. We're yeah. talking about five and games. you got to remember, he broke his knee last year swinging a bat, uh, or fractured his kneecap. Yeah. So... You know, there's and probably a little bit of hesitation there. He and he didn't even get the full spring. On. Yeah, he didn't get the full spring training that he's expecting either. Yeah, so no worry there. But we're taking too long. We already passed the 25 minute mark, and we still got a couple guys to go. Let's move on. Yes. And number two is Christopher Bryant. Chris Bryant. Um, at least if Christian Yelich is playing bad, Chris Bryant is playing just as bad. Uh, and currently he has a .059 average with a .158. Uh, on base and a .059 slugging. Uh, that's a solid one single on the year. For those keeping track at home, if your average and your slugging are the same, it means you only have singles. Uh, and currently he's got a negative 29 WRC plus uh, as opposed to a 135 the year before. 135 obviously not as good as Christian Yelich's 174, but nothing to you know complain about. That's still really good. I think he had a 901 OPS, which is a down year for Chris Bryant. But currently, he's walking 5.3% of the time, but striking out, and alarmingly, even more than Christian Yelich, 42% of the time, uh, which is atrocious. He uh, has a 55.6% fly ball rate, which is really not what you want to see. A 20% infield fly ball rate, which is really, really not what you want to see. That's free outs. 20% of the time when he makes contact, he's giving up a free out. That's terrible. Um and he's hitting the ball 55.6% of the time to center. So his 55.6% fly ball rate and his 55.6% center rate, um, it's one of those things that if you're making, if you're hitting fly balls and you're not hitting them hard enough to hit home runs and you're going to center constantly, you're going to have a lot of long fly ball outs, right? Uh, just how it works. Hard and medium contact at 44.4% each, which is better than his career norms, but he's making le- way less contact as his swinging strike rate is. I realize I've been looking over here, looking at you, Aaron, as I'm talking, but I should probably be looking at the camera while I'm talking. So sorry, everyone that's watching this, that you're just looking at the side of my face. (laughs) Um, But his swinging or strike rate is 18.3%, which is so much higher than his previous career norms. Um, You got to make contact. You got to stop hitting fly balls all the time, hit line drives and stop going to center constantly. Center's nice. If you're hitting line drives, and occasionally hitting a dinger, but if you're constantly hitting the center, that's not what you want if you're having a ton of fly balls. So there's easily fixable things here. Make more contact, spread the ball around a little bit more, and then hitting it straight straight away to center, and hit more line drives, and the hits will start dropping. Um, gotcha. What are prices right now? 
Yeah, so I was looking at, at his 2015 tops, number 616 PSA 10. He has a ton of different tops cards out there between some yeah, subprints. Yeah, he's really weird. And it, it, he was that that rookie where tops just capitalized on producing everything and anything of him, much like Vlad Guerrero. So you're going to find a lot of different Chris Bryant cards out there. But for this particular one, you can search eBay 616 2015 tops PSA 10. It's staying around $50, $55 since July, since the season started, since his bad performance. There's not much of a change. Now, the volume is down since the season started because not as many people are probably confident in buying. But in terms of value, not much of a change. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we'll probably – maybe we'll see the same thing with the, our next guy. Maybe not. Um, but clearly, people are not ready four games in after no spring training – and clearly people are not ready to give up on their uh, superstars. If I'm learning anything from these two guys. Yes. Uh, number three on the list is the one of the youngest superstars in the league. Uh, one of, you know, arguably three guys that are under the age of 20, 22 and under who you should be excited about. Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis are the other two guys. And this guy is Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, everyone was excited about Ronald Acuna Jr. going into the season. Before spring training started this past spring, uh, before COVID, he was talking about 50-50 seasons, 50 home runs, 50 stolen bases. If he did that, sky is the limit for his prices on cards. I wouldn't be shocked, you know, if he passed Mike Trout at that point because 50-50 is, like, unheard of, impossible. But if he did it, you know, you would see insane movement on his cards. Oh, uh, uh, but I was I was thinking if this was a normal year and Acuna hit 50-50, we're talking over $750 of PSA 10, maybe even approaching 1000 But that's not going to yeah. happen with the shortened season and everything going on. But keep going. Yeah. So, like Aaron said, not going to happen with the shortened season, especially not going to happen the way he started this season. It has been atrocious. Good thing he's a good defender in center field, so he's not completely useless because – he is a .143 average, 217 on base, and a 190 slugging, which is, you know, better than Yelich and Chris Bryant, but still bad. 8.7% walk rate, a 52.2% K rate. So you thought Christian Yelich was bad at 39%, and then you thought Chris Bryant was really bad at 42%, which Chris Bryant, always worse than Christian Yelich. But Ronald Acuna... <laughs> Is currently at 52% K rate. That is atrocious. He currently leads the league with 12 strikeouts. Now, some of that has to do with who he's facing. Obviously, he faced Jacob deGrom the first day of the season. Uh, that's always a tough task. And I watched uh, almost all of that game, and Jacob deGrom came out there pumping gas. He was throwing 99. He throws 94-mile-per-hour sliders. That's insane. Guys are, guys are going to strike out against that. It's just going to happen. But everyone else on his team had to face Jacob DeGrom and the same players he has had to face, and they're not doing this bad. So not too many excuses there. He's got two singles and a double on the year. Good for an 18 WRC+, plus, which is significantly better than Christian Yelich by 50%, <laughs> um, but was way down from 126 the year before. Uh, his ground balls and line drives are way up. His fly balls are way down. His fly balls... Uh, 44% each on ground balls and line drives. His fly balls are way down to 11.1%. Obviously, I'm going to say this a lot, four-game sample size is not a lot. But in the context of a 60-game season, it is. Um, my concern is that you know these guys don't get hot, and all of a sudden their season-long numbers look terrible and their prices don't go up. If this was a normal season and a guy started four games slowly, 
you would not care by game 80, you know, no concern for a four game sample size, this crappy. That being said right now, it's what we got to work with. So we're going to work with it. He's pulling everything. He's always not hitting the ball in the air. He's pulling everything 66.7% to uh, his pull side, as opposed to only 11.1% to opposite field. So he's pulling everything and he's not hitting the ball in the air. He's line drives and ground balls. Um, his hard, medium, and soft contact is right in line with where his career averages should be, but his swing strike rate is 20.9%, which is almost 10% higher than it was last year. So he's striking out a ton, obviously, leads the league in strikeouts, and he's not hitting the ball uh, to all fields, and he's not hitting the ball in the air, so you're not going to be seeing the home runs and stuff. It's just a bad combination. But again, Ronald Acuna, like the other guys, I expect to figure it out. Aaron, That's right. Really- yeah, 2018 Tops Update Rookie PSA 10, number 250. Of course, this is the card that everyone's been talking about for the last six months, year. This is just one of the biggest, most, I want to say iconic in terms of like, you know, being recognizable baseball cards of the modern, you know, the last three, four years. It has gone from 225 to 230 down to 175 to 180 with a buy it now sale coming at 200. But there has been a drop in Acuna's prices. And I think what we're seeing is guys like Yelich and if Trout were to struggle, these are dudes that have a lot of years under their belt, a lot of years of good baseball. Um, of course, Acuna has had a great start to his career, actually amazing, and lots more to come. But when it comes to short-term investing for some people, they aren't very patient. And they're like, I want to take my 175 and put it elsewhere right now. And they'll do that instead of waiting. Um, this is not to say to go and sell your Acuna has nothing to do with that. It's just saying this is what happened. They dropped $50. Um, definitely quite significant when it comes to four games. The $50 drop is very significant, actually, which just to point put like just to hit the point home that it does matter that as a struggle in the first four games, because people do see that and its prices have fallen. Um, Yelich isn't necessarily the same. I know that we didn't really look at Yelich's prices like by the week. This is all over the span of one week for Acuna. For Yelich, his was more of like a stable incline up to 300, and there's kind of sitting there. For Acuna, it was very much like going from 150 to 225, now down to 175. Um, what to make of it? It all depends on how Acuna comes on and plays the following month. Could play amazing, could go up to 300. Really, anything's possible. There's no point in trying to make predictions on that or try to sway you one way or another on Acuna PSA 10s. It's really up to you on what your risk level is. Or if you're looking for long-term, probably shouldn't be that big of a deal. One more thing to point out is that the PSA 10 population report is over 10,000 on this card. The Yelich is like a third of that. So clearly there's so much supply out there that the demand just can't keep up with that. Versus with Yelich, if you have a third of the supply in the market, and who knows how many are actually being auctioned, there's so much less for people to buy so the demand can stay there. All right. So yeah, I uh it it's definitely it's definitely probably a buying time for Ronald Lacuna because I don't think anybody expects him to continue hitting like this. Right. No. I definitely don't. And um, then even thinking about next season too and what next yeah. season can bring. Yeah, this I might mean, be the last time. This might be the last time you get a, a Ronald Lacuna PSA ten for under two hundred bucks. Yeah, if you think about it. The hype going into this season with the card market put him around like 250 at the peak or something. Next season, it could be 350 even with the down season. Um, but we should move on because we're at 35 yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So lastly on this list, he did not make the three down list. 
um, mainly because he didn't have the same amount of plate appearances as the other guys. But I wanted to give a special shout-out to Shohei Otani, who is currently hitting 143 with a 143 on base and a 214 slugging. He has two hits, one double. Um, and the other day, he started for the first time in over a year, and he threw a grand total of zero innings, gave up three walks, three hits, five earned runs, and currently has the spectacular infinite ERA. So uh, if you go on like Fangraphs, they generously give him a 45. But because he got no outs and gave up five runs, he hasn't actually pitched any innings, so you can't actually give him an ERA. So it is, in fact, infinite. Um, but shout-out shout out Shohei Otani. Uh, that is quite possibly the worst start anybody's ever had because, uh, you know, it's one thing to be a terrible batter, and it's one thing to be a terrible pitcher. But you combine both. And that is a start for the ages. But that's also why combining both into a superpower of a ton of hits and a ton of strikeouts is Camille so amazing. You can have such high highs, but such low lows at the same time. Yep. Like we're seeing so, now. And in terms of his cards, I actually did get some numbers on this. His 2018 ooh. Tops update, PSA 10, has went from $130 to $90 uh, pre-debut to after-debut. So clearly people have lost a little bit of interest. Um, not to say it can't come back. Of course it can come back. Yep. Um, well, that is all she wrote for today's Digging Corners. I want to give a brief apology for the boring background behind me. Aaron, if you look at Aaron's screen, obviously he's got a great background. He's got the world's greatest uh, park behind him. He's got a Fernando Tatis autographed bat, uh, a Brewers 1982 ball set, uh, yep. some cards. Um, and I have a wood panel wall and a wood panel door. Because I am currently uh, in a little bit of a quarantine until I get, until my roommate gets his uh, COVID test back. So until then, if that happens, it's going to be a little bit boring backgrounds for me. I'm sorry about that for those of you watching today. Uh, I hope it's not too upsetting for you. Um, but thank you for listening to Dinging Corners. Um, thank you for listening to our three up, three down. Hopefully we'll be bringing these every week for guys that had a really good week and we'll be looking at prices on for those guys that week and really bad weeks and looking at those prices um, along with any other extra dinging corners content we can bring you. So thank you everyone for listening today. Thank you, Aaron, for joining. Oh, of course. Talking a little baseball with us. Um, we will talk to you again next week and uh, everyone enjoy your rest of the week.